Hi, and welcome to the Odin's Light podcast. It's been a while since I've been online. A lot of work been going on. Uh, a couple of productions. One um, host has been uh, completed, so now we're going through distribution, which is awesome. And got another couple of projects which are in the pipeline and taking some time. And of course, COVID has, uh, you know, is, is kind of thrown a huge spanner in the works for myself and everybody. And that's what I'm going to talk about today with Sean Hodgson, who's a music video artist. Um, DP, First AC uh, and Gaffer Extraordinaire. I'm going to speak to him about how the COVID situation has affected him and his work because I think that it's it's the same position that a lot of, a lot of you listeners are, are going through. Hopefully it makes a bit of sense to you. Uh, let me know what you think. Please, you can tweet me at, um, at Gillen underscore Williams um, or you can send me an email. You can find my details on the website. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and uh, thanks for tuning in. Sean, thank you so much for joining me. You're uh, a bit of a legend in the music video scene. So for those who aren't quite sure about who you are, why don't you tell us what you do and, and sort of give us an overview of who you are and what you're up to? Yeah, so I'm Sean Hodson. Um, I basically run the music side of the scene, uh, music industries uh, and videos a bit through a company called Loki Films. And I basically take care of a lot of music videos within the industry. Apart from that, I'm also known as Sean Hodson DOP and also Gaffer First AC. So, you know, I go on to do other things than just being Loki Films, but I'm preliminarily known as Loki Films. That's a long way around there. Sorry, go on. That's what <laughs> I go... <laughs> no, that's good, that's because, good. Well, I'm feeling people are interested to know what you do, but also I think certainly in the independent scene, people wear a lot of hats. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I said, you know, Loki Films, I, I like to try and keep a, a very separate side of of that so loki films is just for the, the music videos and the music industry and i'm quite well known in the underground metal music scene as loki films mm. but i also like to run as sean hodson dop or i can be gaffer first ac um and that is where i'm pretty much a gun for hire so i go into other production houses as well for commercials uh, and I've also been working on some film sets with uh, some great production companies, Skillen, funnily enough. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, this is where we met, right, on, on the uh, set of hosts. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And that, that's where I came in as first AC slash uh, doing a little bit of gaff work there as well. I don't try and TP myself into one point of who I am. I'm trying to expand it a little bit more now to kind of show that I am there and, and I'm not involved in a production company so much is that, is that been something and we'll probably get into this a bit more uh, in a second but is that something that you're doing because of the way things have changed because of the lockdown to sort of broaden your appeal um it, it was something i was working on before um and i think probably about a year ago i separated my site so you, you have a site for loki films and i have a website for sean Hodgson dop where if you was to find Loki Films, you'd be able to find my DOP website as well. But if you was going directly from my DOP, I don't link it anywhere to Loki Films. The reason to that is sometimes you get maybe commercials that I've worked on, um, 
they they don't look at shouty music and say, oh, this guy will be perfect for our um, our kids commercial or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes you know a lot of the heavy music can it can be horror based and bits like that. And I thought, well, I want to try and keep that separate. So when when the kids commercials come along, they go, yeah, that that blood gore and that horror scene would be perfect for our <laughs> summer fashion of two year olds or something. Yeah. <laughs> So right. I, I try and keep that separate, but since the whole lockdown thing, I, I found it was quite important that I start to make it a little bit more clearer and make the divide, shout about the divide a bit more so people are aware that I'm not just locked into this one thing, basically. So let's rewind. I believe you started with the music videos first. Is that right? I did, yes. So going back ooh, well over a decade now, it, it was hard. I mean, I was in a band myself, touring band. Uh, and we had come to the point of we wanted to shoot a music video. Uh, we didn't know how it worked. We had no idea. We was new to the scene of doing it. So we reached out to uh, a company. I can't remember their name now. We basically said, we have no idea. Can, can you help us out here? Uh, and the guy came back and went, brilliant. Yep. Can you storyboard it? And we're like, okay, storyboard. Um, where do we start with that? So we Googled storyboard. Our bass player at the time was a pretty good artist. So he actually really did a very good storyboard. And, and the storyline wasn't massively hard or anything, but he storyboarded it all out. When we went back to the, the company we was looking at working with, they came back like shouting, all guns blazing at us. This is not Hollywood, you know. How do you expect me to do that? And he was like quite aggressive. So we just went, do you know what? Let's, let's try and do something ourselves. So I basically picked up a camera, picked up some editing software and, and shot one of the worst music videos you will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> but the process of it, I really enjoyed. Right. And that kind of kick-started my downward spiral <laughs> shall i say <laughs> uh, downward spiral into like cameras lighting and editing and and from then on in i was just kind of just sucking into the whole thing and just started to really enjoy it and just dedicated my life to it and right. here i am now <laughs> it's uh, it's funny that so many people that i've met who work in the independent film industry started in the music industry i mean you've got richard oaks he he also does music videos yeah. Um, and now he's transitioning into film you've got um adam leader the lead singer of in search of sun um there's yourself there's ben um who who did the score for hosts yeah he was um in malefice so yeah it seems to be well once once you've done the band thing you just move into film that's that's quite a common path i think and I like how you listed the bunch of names that are working so closely together now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. Adam, myself, Rich and, and Ben, you know, we're, we're all working close together to improve ourselves and better ourselves at the moment. And uh, we're a great team as well. I love working with those guys. So. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I normally find with, with the industry, people I know, they either started by being a skater, doing skate videos, or they started by doing music industry. So it's uh, literally um, a lot of podcasts as well, other than this one, Gillen, that I listen to, um, that I find a lot of cinematographers, DOP, always start off talking about, oh, yeah, well, it was back when I was skating or back when I was in this band. It seems to be the thing, which is cool. <laughs> I think it's a bit of that DIY 
sort of attitude. You know, when you're in a band, you've got to, you know, you're, you're writing your own music, but you're doing your own tour and you, you know, you're, you're setting up your own gear at the gig. So you've got that doing it for yourself approach. Um, and then with skating as well, I think it's that you're putting yourself out there. Like there's a lot of risk and then uh, when, you, when you're skating. So you're used to taking that risk. You're used to putting yourself out there. And I think it's sort of naturally transitioned. Yeah, it does. And, you know, some of the best leading DOPs come from that same background. Uh, and, you know, going down the name of Rich Oaks again, like one of the best guys in the industry and one of the best guys for helping me climb my way into the industry as well. Yeah, so, he's been very helpful. Yeah, yeah, he's a good shout, guy. Big shout out to that guy. So let's swing back to the lockdown. It's affected everybody, um, and not here, just here in the UK. I mean, across the world, this is this is a global situation, and bigger productions are starting up again. I know that um, you know Pinewood have reopened. The UK has reopened for filming. They're, they're shoot, they've been shooting some of the um, Mission Impossible scenes just down the road from where I am. And speaking to people in the USA, they're working either in bubbles or they, you know, they, they've got their own. And then there's a white paper coming out um, on how to how to work. But that's more studio based um, sort of solutions. How has lockdown affected you? And what is it that you're doing? And how is it changing? Yeah, I'm, I mean, start off, it affected uh, me as uh, a sole trader and like you know, small production company slash. Uh, been a DOP myself, it affected me massively, massively. You know, a lot of time at home here to reflect, improve my skills, which is great. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, uh, financially, because as a business goes, of course, business holds debts when they buy equipment and debts need to be repaid. That's been a hard few months of not being able to pay that money or basically just like losing all the money, you know, that I'd maybe saved up within within the business. So it was very difficult. Lucky enough now things have started to move, as we just said. So, yeah, uh, going on to set, it's become massively different now. I know before I, I book a band in, I will ask the question, do have they had coronavirus? Do they know anyone with COVID-19? What, what has been their scenario over the last few months? Just so I know a bit of information. On set, of course, the talent won't be wearing masks. Unless they were bad like Slipknot, then hey, win, they're wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> They've been COVID compliant for years. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've, ch- I've changed the way I will shoot now. So I'm keeping more distance. Um, a, a lot of the way I would shoot on set, sometimes I would use wide angle lenses in quite close. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now booking larger locations and using a uh, a bigger focal length, basically. So 50 mil and above. Um, and then just, just keeping that distance. To keep that social distance, it, it, it's changed how I would shoot a video. So in turn, it's changed the look of what I'm doing, mm. um, which on a plus, I've had three, four months, four, four, five months now, sat at home. So I've been able to explore different ways of shooting and I've had to take that on board and take that to set to basically protect myself. Now life has started to change and everything like you're allowed in public houses and restaurants and bits like that. I've made the decision to keep myself into isolation right. other than work. 
So I've not chosen to go to a pub or, or a restaurant or anything like that. I've decided to basically restrict my life until I go onto set. If I am going to fall ill to it at any point, it will be from me working, not from me trying to be socialising. Right, um, that's quite a so responsible I, approach. Yeah, I, I, I thought it, was, it would be the best way to try and keep the industry moving and also to try and protect people you know, within the country as well. Um, I have no desire to run out and start socialising massively in my life. I'd much prefer to get me as a small business up and running properly again uh, to try and get things moving forward. So it is a hard one. It's a hard one at the moment. And I hope, you know, we can get through this and everyone's responsible and we we can start to move the country forward economically (laughs) again. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's a not a solace, but knowing that it's not just us that's dealing with this, but this is a global situation that makes me feel yeah. that like globally we're all going to start moving forwards together as well. It's not that the industry is moving forwards elsewhere, and we're you know we've got to play catch up. Everybody's yeah. in the same boat. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, as you said, like a lot of big film sets are, are to a standstill. Um, and I mean, they're on about opening cinemas, but it's like, well, what, what's coming out? <laughs> yeah, it just feels a bit, bit slow at the moment with everything. Um, I, I know me and Rich will set to shoot a film. I think it was the end of March, early April, um, and of course that got postponed, and mm. we're still waiting for that. And you know. Bit like me and Rich are, we're always hungry for it. So yeah. <laughs> we're just like, when is it happening? When is it happening? <laughs> it feels like things have slowly started to move, but it's slowly. Um, and that that's why I'm trying to stick to guidelines and, and bits like that as much as I can at the moment on my sets and within my own personal life, just to make things work. I think it's a really good approach. And I think if, if, if a lot of people do what you're doing, then that's only going to help. I've got a, a large family here, so I'm home a lot and I work from home. It, for me, to be honest, lockdown didn't change a whole lot for me because I'm at home most of the time anyway. But um, yeah, yeah kind of like yourself, I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't gone out to pubs and bars and, you know, I'm not going out to the restaurants because I don't want to be the guy who goes out unknowingly pick something up and then passes on to somebody else and that, you know, gives them coronavirus or even kills them because it's the threat's still yeah. there. It's still real. And even though the deaths are much lower than they were um, and the infections are, are, are lower, they're, they're starting to rise a little bit. I, everyone's hoping it's not going to turn into a second spike. Yeah. I just don't want to be part of the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's my idea to try and get me as a business because I think if a second spike happens, I, I don't know. I think for a lot of small businesses, I don't know if they would make it. No, but then I think because so many businesses would stop, when when the second spike's over, there's going to be a demand for music videos still. There's going to be a demand for commercial work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's, it's getting through those months again. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, what equipment do you have to start clearing out, you know? Mm. Um, and as you know well know Gillen I own a lot of kit a lot of the kit that I do hire out to other production houses and that lot has just been sat here it's, it's mm. all here and it's still all here at the moment I've got nothing out on hire at the moment so you know on that side of things it's 
just not been moving. And that is how I pay for a lot of it is through gear for hire as well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it it is a hard one. Um, it is. It's uncertain times, and I think what makes it also difficult to deal with is we don't know how long this is going to go on or what it's going to look like in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you mentioned to me at uh, one point as well, like how, how do you think it's going to affect the industry moving forward? And mm. it's so unpredictable. I, I just really don't know. In my head and how I'd like to see it is, oh, by Christmas, this is all piff, paff, puff. It's gone, done and dusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to try and get my big beard into a mask anymore and I can just go <laughs> to the shop and, and, and see people and, you know, see people like yourself, mate, and give a big hug to, you know what I mean, on our yeah. next film set. But I don't know how quickly this is going to be over. Um, and I, I've been researching the uh, pandemic that happened, I think it was in 1917. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bearing in mind that, you know, uh, a lot of people wasn't aware of things. I'm, I'm trying to look at how long that lasted for and how quickly did that clear. And, you know, I've just been looking at history uh, to try and predict our future. <laughs> well, I think, that, I think that's a good thing to do. Um, it, it's cyclical, right? I mean, with pandemics, from what I, I did a little bit of reading uh, about a month and a half ago, and the history of man is almost a history of pandemics as well. Like we've had an an unprecedented lull in major diseases over the last hundred years uh, yeah. compared to what we, what we used to have to deal with as, uh, as, as a race um, or species. So, um, yeah, I think looking at what's happened before is absolutely right because that's, that's going to be the template of what happens now. And I, we, we've got better medical technologies now, but I still think that we're susceptible. And it was only a matter of time before something like this happened. Absolutely. Uh, I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. Um it's crazy when you actually think of it, the, the way things are, people queuing up, everyone's masked. I get less judged now in a mask than what I did when I normally had this big beard out on show, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's walking around looking like bank robbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you said you looked up, how, how quickly did things return to normal after 1917? It actually didn't last that long. It was it was pretty much a few months, and then everything seemed to just click back into place. The, the, I think, if I, if I got it right, the second spike happened because there was the first wave during the war, and people were social distancing. Then the war ended, and people had just had yeah. enough. So they just went out and celebrated, and that's when the major second spike happened. Yeah, um, absolutely. But like you said, it, it did peter out fairly quickly, and then not much longer after after that pandemic you had the um, the roaring 20s where you yeah know, and, and the amount of socializing would put modern day people to shame and yeah. it wasn't an issue so that gives me confidence that we're going to be okay it's it's going to move on fairly quickly and everybody wants to just return to back to some form of normal do you think um, that this is going to change the way that people work for a long time I I think it possibly might do. I, th- I think sets will be very different or proposed to be different. I don't know if they will stick to it, but I think there'll be a lot of proposal into place of um, be where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you, know, you know, on sets, it's normally very sociable and, and the gaffer will be doing his job, but... 
uh, someone else might be there helping them out and a bit like hosts there would be no case of well that's your job so no one else goes near it and everyone sits back and watches one guy struggle or anything like that everyone was full-on helping each other out uh, the directors, even yourself as a producer, you you was getting your hands dirty as well. You know, it's so you got to it. Yeah, absolutely. And but I can see that that might be a little bit different, where it might be a little bit more cut off from each other, which will be sad, and it will take the family feel away from it. But moving forward, we can only do what we can do. Yeah, I think you might be right there. I think the type of scenes that could be shot. As well, I think that that's going to be difficult. Like, how can you do a love scene, you know, or anything intimate? How can you shoot that? Yeah. And you know, if you're doing an internal location and an independent, then you're often not on a set, but you, you know, you're, you're on a location, so you're in, you're in a building that exists already. So you can't plan in social distancing if you're not on a uh, set where you've got all the space behind the camera. Everyone's crammed in. It's tight. It's personal. It's there's only so much distancing you can do so that yeah. might change the type of things that can be shot yeah absolutely it's one of those things again i, I don't know you know we, we could probably get a month down the line and everyone would be like that's it you know there's no more infections or deaths or anything like that um yeah. it is it's a sad and weird time <laughs> yeah i think we are a creative industry and that's going to be our saving grace is that we're going to creatively think our way out of this like you are already with the way that you're shooting yeah. your music videos and you've, you've pl- you're planning in the social distancing you're changing the lenses that you're using um yeah. and you're able to produce excellent videos it hasn't changed yeah. the, the, the quality of the videos it's just changed the format a little bit and i think that that's what we're going to see is just a, a shift in format and maybe in the future when we look back we're going to say oh that was the covid style because that's we, we yeah. had to shoot <laughs> it might it might actually get that nickname that's a good call <laughs> i might take that i might take that nickname <laughs> <laughs> that's fine you can have that cool okay well sean thank you so much for for giving your time and uh you know sharing your you know your difficult uh struggles it's it you know it's, and I think this is reflected right across the industry and well, not just the industry, yeah. but you know, across all industries right now, everyone's suffering this. Yeah, no, no problems at all. Yeah, I'm honored that you've asked me to come on board and have a little chat with you. Mate, you're a legend and uh, it's been great to talk to you and, uh, and to share, you know, your experiences with, with the listeners, listeners, if you have any comments or anything to add, please get in touch. Please drop a line on Twitter um or, or drop an email you can uh, you can find my details on the website and uh, i'd love to hear from you but um until next time take care sean thanks again thank you so everyone